go. Had a boy. All right. Please join me in prayer. Mm. Lord God, uh, I'm kind of nervous right now, so I help, uh, pray that you would help me find the words to say here. Lord, um, I just want to thank you for this family of believers here that have taken all my brothers here at the Walnut House mm. and have loved us unconditionally and have looked at us not as addicts, not as people struggling with life and hurting, but as family, yes. as people who have value. Mm. and worth and have a lot to offer this world and a lot to offer in expanding God's kingdom. And Lord, I thank you for my mom and dad for always being there for me. Mm. And I'm so grateful that they're here and getting to experience this. So I thank you that they got here safely. And, you know, I love them very much. And I love everybody here, honestly. They've taken me in and loved me unconditionally. And I'm very grateful for that, every single one of these people here. And I pray you're with Mike today as he delivers the message mm. and helps us all learn a little more about you. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, there's an old saying down here in the south that's stronger than new rope. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. Stronger than new rope? You've never heard. How many has ever heard stronger than new rope? Boy, I'm glad I'm in a safe place. New rope is really strong. You get it? New rope, pretty strong. Boy, if you gotta explain it, it's just not gonna work. <laughs> it's okay. Still worked for me. All right, let's just go ahead and dive in, man. Let's. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a a look at a couple of different places in these letters that Paul was writing. One in particular is gonna be in Romans, and the other is gonna be in Corinthians. So, go ahead and and find your spot over in Romans chapter twelve. First spot's going to be Romans chapter 12. And so remember tonight, what we want to do is just culminate. And it doesn't mean because that the emphasis over the next few weeks uh, will not be as centered in on discipling as what we have been talking about. Gang, that's, just, that's our faith. That's our life. And how we live life with each other in order to encourage and to build one another up and to help move through life when life gets really crazy. And so in our abilities in going in life, what we have to do is be able to know those areas in our life that sometimes trip us up. That we have to be bold enough to be able to speak those things out. And, and what we're going to see here tonight is a lot of times, a lot of the self-talk that we do with each other, that we do with ourselves, we're the ones that put ourselves on the bench first. And so what I want to do through Paul is hopefully show that there's no need for us to do that, but as we are starting to put ourselves on the bench to be able to reach into someone and say, man, I'm in a spot right now where I feel like I'm about to just paralyze myself 
And therefore, I've got to speak this out to you and you help speak truth back into me. Because see, at the end of the day, you're going to know without a shadow of a doubt, He's deemed you so necessary that He absolutely cannot be without you. That's, that's what we're going to see. He can't be without us. And then when us together start moving with Him within us, people take notice. People are awestruck. People are absolutely buckled over at how a people can love one another courageously through crazy. And so we're in the first part. Now the one thing, the first piece I want us to grasp is that these letters that Paul is, is stroking out, they were written in 53 to 57 to 60, just depending on who you talk to. So let's just say for giggles, early 50s A.D. That's 1950 years ago. <laughs> I don't, let me round it up. It's almost <laughs> 2,000 years ago. That's old rope. Well said. But it's still strong, isn't it? Hey, have you ever stopped to just to let that sink in? 2,000 years ago, God is blowing through Paul saying, write this, and it still breathes life today. His Word is everlasting game. And so the thing that I think would be a cool thing, just think about this just for a second. What if you wrote a letter? What if you tonight sat down and said, Lord, what do you want people 2,000 years from now to know about you? What would you write? That's what Paul's doing. What's the purpose of a letter? Hmm? Yeah, to inform. What else? To guide. to guide. Yeah, if I'm stroking out an email today or a letter, what what's my purpose behind it? What do I? Yeah, I want someone to read it. I got great news. I got great news. <laughs> yeah. And the overall thing is that I want to communicate a message to you about what's going on in my life, right? All right. So let's look at Romans 12, verse three. And Paul is saying here, this is Romans 12, verse 3, he says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, gang, quick stop, same authority that's been given to Paul has been given to who else? Well said. Way to go. I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves better. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given. Verse 4. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to what's your book say? So if you ever, if someone said, man, they're getting in my business. That Bibbo's always wanting to get up in my business. Asking all them crazy questions. 
That boy's so nosy. Well, we're supposed to be in each other's business. I just read it. It says we belong to each other. <laughs> so you get to ask me all them crazy questions too. Because we hide, gang. We're great at hiding. Right? So verse 6, and in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. He's talking about the ingredient card there. You have an individual ingredient card. So if God has given you the ability to, to prophecy, uh, speak out with as much faith as God has given. And He goes on and lists others. One thing I want to go back and touch on before we hit Corinthians is it says, be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. I think that's where we sometimes miss the mark. How many of us have trouble thinking more highly of ourselves than what we ought to? Anyone? Where'd it go? How many of us have the, the struggle of thinking of ourselves less than maybe what we ought to? More hands go up. Yeah, is our evaluation of ourselves in the same light that Jesus sees me? That's spot on. And so if, if my evaluation of self is not the same as how Jesus sees me, guess what's coming? Guess what's coming for you? The number one question I would have for you is how come? Okay? And then the next one after that is going to be, He's in you. So in that moment, when you don't see yourself in the same light that Jesus sees you, you've just made yourself your own God. That God lets us down. We're great people. We're cruddy gods. <laughs> we really are. One last thing on that before we head out. No, I'm not going to touch that. Never mind. Let's go back. Go over to Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to start folding these together here. First Corinthians verse, chapter 12, verse 11. Alright, he's got your ingredient card. God is about in Colossians. If you were to go back, just put Colossians on the side if you're taking notes and go back and read Colossians chapter 1 and see what has been made for Him, by Him, through Him. And you're going to see this word, everything. <laughs> and that includes all of us sitting in here. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. Your ingredient card, <laughs> He's blowing life into you on purpose. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Anyone that's ever, and, and what happens, well, let me finish 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. How many spirits have we been baptized into? One. Amen. And that's the Spirit of Christ, right? Yet sometimes what has happened 
for us in a, in a westernized culture is that we will say, I've been baptized into as a Baptist, or I have been baptized into as a Methodist, or Episcopalian, or a Lutheran, or, or even the non-denominational, or the interdenominational. And so I'm saying for all of us to be bold enough and just say, let's get rid of all the labels except the one of Jesus Christ. That, you know, I love when all these other cats are starting talking about numbers because we can kind of fold numbers into there and go, yeah, we're part of your bunch too. <laughs> yeah, have you ever signed up to be a member? No, but I love Jesus. I'm as much as part of your barn as, as, as anyone. Because we are united, and that's what he's talking about here. Many parts. And, and one other last thing about this. A lot of times that when we start talking about the body, and if we've not deemed ourselves in the same light. Remember, what he's saying, he's going, look, I want you to see yourself as I see you. I want you to see yourself as the picture on the ingredient card. You know, like the southern living pictures. Don't all of those recipes look so good? They're marvelous. I want to try every one of them. But yet, when I make that same tripled layer chocolate cake, it just doesn't seem to look like that. And so I've deemed it less than. That's the same thing we do, right? Same ingredients. God has said, man, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And so Paul is constantly pointing all of us back to Jesus. He's saying, look, gang, come together through Jesus. I want everything that you do that you live out through Jesus for Him. All right? Let's start winding her up here. Verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. Verse 20. I'm going to skip around here just a second. Verse 20. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. That's where I want to put the brakes on just for a second. When you see the word body, it has a singular and a plural meaning when you're reading it. Okay? So think about yourself individually first. And that there's certain parts of our body that we have deemed, or as the word says, that seem weakest. Right? And so what we're saying to ourselves in that moment, that there's a particular area of my individual body that I am in the opinion of that I have deemed less than. But look what it says at the end of that. And it says, and least important are actually the what? What does your translation say? Most necessary. Mine says most necessary. You know what that means? got to have you so now let's go global well I just don't have anything to say Bibbo you're talking about writing a letter but I don't have anything to say you've just deemed yourself the weakest you've, you've just been in an opinion of yourself that doesn't line up with how Christ blew life into you in an ingredient on purpose he's the one that said that it's most necessary so almost necessary that He gave you your own fingerprint. That He gave you your own DNA. But yet, collectively, when we come together as this body, the world looks in at it and says, they love this guy named Jesus. Radical love. It's crazy. 
Verse 27 says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. How many of us have ever gone through life thinking that we're not a part of it? Yeah, I'll be. Yeah. Different times. And so who is at the epicenter of those decisions whenever I've pulled myself into the body, the big soma, or when I've pulled myself out? Who's at the epicenter of that? Me. And guess whose decision at that moment when you're pulling yourself out that you're raising your authority over? The very one that made you. The very one that said you are necessary. I can't live without you. Your uniqueness is so spot on that when I drop you in here in this little place called this walnut house for this season, it's beautiful. It's dynamite. No one can touch it because you're believing. Pastillo. So in closing, here's what I want us to do. I want us to connect the point there at the where if anyone has thought about being the least, that would you tonight lower yourself beneath the authority of the one who says you're the most. Would you do that? Because he said you're indispensable. And so, look how all this comes full circle for what we've been chatting about for months, gang. When you believe that you have value, that you belong in this body of Christ, that that Christ has blown life into us on purpose. When you believe that you are necessary, then you'll start to open yourself up to receive and give that you can do, as Proverbs said, that you can in a healthy way guard, not block your heart. And that way you can go out and let people come in. And in doing that, what we will be doing is that we'll be living out those words that when Jesus, after He saw Peter and the boys for the third time after He was resurrected, and He saw them on the beach, and He said, Boys, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Go tend my sheep. Go take care of them. Go feed them. And he's saying, will you do soul care with each other? I'll never receive it if I don't believe I'm deemed indispensable. And at the very closing of that, what we'll all be continuing to do is making disciples. And you'll be doing that as you go. Isn't that beautiful? So what I want us to do, I've tried all week to figure out how to do this where we could do it all at once and all the bread wouldn't be so soggy that it would fall out on the floor. So I haven't figured that out. So, But the first thing I do want to do is, is have two people come up.